Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of their subconscious mind and suggestions hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the podcast um so for today's episode it's going to be another solo one like i mentioned in uh, a previous podcast i'm going to be doing one OTED version with a guest and then one solo one and then that way i can still kind of get my thoughts across um you know what's top of mind for me and then i can still have the other outlet to like talk with a guest so today's episode is going to be focusing on a new book which i have chosen for the mission pillar I'm going to be using the book as a framework but also for focusing more in terms of my learnings how I've applied and then take it from there. So today's book I've chosen is going to be a classic one and it's actually one of the first books I've ever read and completed reading in like the non-fiction world. Uh, the whole self of Sundays page actually was originated from this book and if you remember the the OGs who remember uh when that was and um you know that was quite a while ago but you might remember this book right and i, I remember posting this book and saying that how like self-investment is the smartest investment and that was in 2018 so the book that i was talking about then and also i'm so delighted to bring back on this episode is how to win friends and influence people by del carnegie or carnegie um and this is one of those classic books if you are in the business world if you have any form of like um pretty much i think any job that you do especially if the people facing ones this is a a classic book that has been around for years and just to kind of look back at when this was actually created um this was written back in 1953 that wasn't when it was first published and it's crazy to think how valuable this is even to this day. And in, this, in the um, front of the book, it says that Carnegie... Is it Carnegie or Carnegie? Carnegie? Carnegie changed my life by Warren Buffett. And we all know he's a... Uh, uh, he is a genius in his, in his world. So getting a recommendation from someone like Warren obviously says quite a lot. So the back of the book, like I've done with the previous episode, it says that this is the only book you need to lead you to success and in here it says it's a conversational style book that is um offers kind of like practical advice and techniques for how to get out of your mental rut and also make your life more rewarding and the reason that this book stands out is because it talks about making friends quickly and easily who doesn't want to make friends right it's about winning people over to you and your way of thinking and you know that's a really powerful tool as well how can you improve your conversational skills and become more entertaining and i guess this is very kind of valid in everyday basis right where you are having conversations with your loved ones or with your customers you want the reason that you speak is to be heard um and also to acquire new clients and customers so this obviously has a very business angle to it but the reason that i love this book so much is because of how it's so like human-led and it really 
gets down to the core of what drives human beings and why we are the way we are and how can we make other people like us because I think that is once again like a very um it comes from ancestors and even from the hunter-gatherer days we want to be liked we want to be part of a part of a tribe we want to um get our our ideas listened and, and heard right so it's interesting how that kind of core need and driver for us as human beings um can really be applied by the techniques from the book so what i'm going to do today um is actually go through the first kind of chapter and before i delve into that again the reason that this topic is so beneficial and it's so um powerful and impactful for me as well is because since i grew up And, you know, since I went to college and uni, I've realised how important it is to have people on your side. And I think that's the whole premise of the winning friends piece. Um, But also, more importantly, how can you get other people to understand your way of thinking and how can you actually articulate those messages, right? Because I think communication is one of those traits that is so... I mean, it sounds so obvious, but... um, it's actually going back to the core of why we do the way we do uh, things. And it's interesting because I actually recently finished reading a book called Lynchpin by Seth Godin, who is another kind of genius in the marketing world. And he was talking about how nowadays in society, in in, in organisations and companies, we have been accustomed to a way of thinking and working where everyone's a number on a spreadsheet so if you're not making the money um the company the money then you know what are you doing and it's a very like um a doggy dog kind of world where you're constantly chasing for more um money and more sales right and i think he also make a co- made a comment there that said that you know we need to get back to making connections and being human again and it's very relevant because this is what the whole book is about it's being getting down to the core of why we are the way we are and even looking at you know before I delve into the first kind of chapter one of the key things that really really sticks to me even to this day is this um there's a philosopher called John uh, Dewey who says that the deepest urge of a human nature is the desire to be important and it's that same feeling of desire to be wanting to feel important that has led human civilization to where we are today because if people didn't have that desire we would be equivalent to the ape or animal next door and obviously they have their own kind of needs but the reason homo sapiens which is another incredible book by Yuval Noah Harari um, is that we have that true desire to to be wanted and loved and even if we look at our own kind of careers and our kind of roles that we play in our lives like you want to feel important right you want to add value and I think that's the reason why the older you get and you know the more responsibilities are stripped away um you start feeling like you're not needed anymore and and that is why people feel down you're not adding value and I think this also links to uh from from a personal point of view why I like working so much and I like giving back and feeling like I'm being utilized um in in projects I want to be working on right because you know you don't want to be used for the wrong things um however I think that's why I can really relate to that fact as well is because we all want to feel important right um if if you understand this um you can really use this to your advantage and I think there's another angle here which is the ego side of things and that's 
uh, I'm, re- I'm ref- referring to so many different books, but in The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle as well, he talks about how um, it's the ego that drives individuals and human beings. And, and I think I mentioned this on my first episode as well, and how uh, it, it is kind of like the driver for everything that we do. And if you understand this, you can really be aware of why people behave the way they behave, right? Um, so... I I will obviously kind of go deeper into the each section, but for the purposes of today's uh, episode, what I'm going to do is maybe just touch on the first kind of chapter and what I've learned from this book, and also, um, you know, what some of my key learnings are. So, the first kind of chapter it starts off by saying how um, criticism is dangerous in the sense that if you if you critique individuals or if if you are always saying something's not wrong with things that's not really a good kind of trait to have if you want to get people on your side um and it starts by saying that it was um good to see good in others as opposed to uh what's wrong with them because if you start criticizing people it really wounds that person's pride right um and also his sense of importance which i mentioned earlier on and this is how you start getting resentment and i think this also goes on in uh, personal relationships where there's a fine line by you know if you say something and you mean well for them and you want to improve because for example if my mum or like you know my loved ones or my aunts say something about me I know that comes from a good place but if that is repeated over and over again that's how relationships break and that's how you start gaining resentment uh, for people right um going back to the core value of what drives human beings is that wanting to feel important uh everyone's constantly looking for this approval right with everything everything that we do and i think that kind of governs all of our behavior and we don't ever want to feel like we're not being approved and i think this also relates to when you are young when you're growing up you always want to be part of a tribe um and you want to be approved and i think if you kind of get critiqued or in a constant way that's what really hurts your ego and and that's not how you win friends right and i think from a personal point of view as well like people really get defensive when you call them out because uh, it hurts their ego again and i think this doesn't mean that you know if someone is acting not acting right that you kind of let it be and you accept them for the way they are it's actually about recognizing um and and going about it the right way and i think one of the key things that has really kind of worked for me personally is non-judgment and this is a uh, applicable in any scenario so if someone comes to me uh, asking for advice or if someone um is presenting something i try my best and obviously i'm still wor- i'm still work in progress it's not like i've mastered it but i think the key thing you can do is lead with non non-judgment and this means that people are more likely to open up to you and they're more likely to be vulnerable and to kind of really start building that deeper connection is if you personally don't judge them for their behavior and really when you when they talk to you to really listen and to say that you know I'm here for you um and I think this has been really applicable for me even in my kind of personal relationships uh with my family you know if someone's not hearing them out I really want to kind of I I really lead with empathy and I really kind of lead with this idea of non-judgment and whatever someone says I just uh, kind of accept them for the way it is this reminds me of a story which i read um in the new earth and it said about there was a guy who was i think a buddhist somewhere and he got blamed by his neighbor for something that he didn't do and the and the lady and the neighbor kind of went off on one and said 
I can't believe you did this, like, it was your fault, I can't believe, you know, you caused this and, like, a lot, like, she shouted at him so much and what the guy did is that rather than reacting and rather than judging the lady for um, blaming him for something, he replied back by saying, is that so? And that's how he accepted that situation, right? And then later on when the lady realised that, oh, it was actually my fault, it wasn't your fault, she came back and apologised to him. Without judging her again, he just said, is that so? And I, and I think that's such a powerful tool in a world where we are constantly being judged or we're constantly being, you know, compared to other people is actually by accepting the situation by saying, is that so? And I think this once again goes back to this theme around not criticizing people for whatever they do, because the reason that they act a certain way and they've said a certain thing is because that is all they know from their own experience and they're doing the best they can. I remember I had a conversation with someone at work and we were talking about um, these kind of situations and she was saying that once she kind of realised why people behave the way they behave, she said that I don't get kind of, I don't judge people and I don't get angry at people because the opposing person is doing the best that they can from the knowledge that they have, right? So I think the key here is how can we kind of lead with non-criticism and um, how can we try and see good in others because that's what the pride and the ego what that's what they crave right and another story that um so i i kind of just mentioned from my point of view and kind of my experience so far but the the chapter also says there was a there was a story about a, a head of engineering um where the people and the employees on the ground they were not wearing the hard hats as they were told to do so um because obviously that's for their own safety right and the head of engineering, rather than asking them to kind of comply to the, the the rules that were set upon them, he rather than kind of criticizing and condemning, uh, which is not the right thing to do, he actually wanted to know the why. And, and you know, he, he went down and asked the people on the ground, you know, is it because the hat is uncomfortable uh, with a pleasant tone uh, and, you know, really wanting to get to the bottom of why they're not doing what they're doing. And because he actually bothered to understand the reason why they weren't behaving or they weren't complying to the rules, that, that actually led to a higher compliance because if the head of engineering had gone down and started criticising them by, you know, looking down on them or saying the wrong things, that would have led to resentment and as a result, the, the, the people on the ground would have not actually complied. But the fact that the head of engineering resisted to condemning and criticising them... Um, it actually, once again, he understood that human desire to feel uh, recognised and have that importance. And what he did by asking, you know, why is it not working? Is that it, it really got down to the core of um, understanding that human being and he got his way. And I think there's a lot we can learn from this story uh, in our personal lives as well. Like if we want someone to behave a certain way and if we want someone to do something for us, rather than criticising them and saying, you know, every single time I ask you to do, you don't do this, or, you know, you're not listening to me. I think the more you criticise them, you're actually pushing them, them away even more. And I think I can see see it kind of taking place um, in situations where someone wants something to be done, but rather than going about it in a compassionate way, they lead from, like, you never do it, and that instantly has the guard up of the other person, right? So... The key kind of takeaway from the story is that every time we get tested and every time we 
don't see their point of view rather than criticizing them why why don't we lead with the why why don't we lead with the human need of not wanting to be criticized and always to kind of see the good in others and i think from a personal kind of story um i've realized that we are human we're not robots um and the best way for people to change behavior and the best way for um people to like you which is once again the whole kind of premise of the book is by being human and and wanting to understand their their needs right and i think it's so interesting because i have been in conversations where i maybe i talk to someone and they love talking about themselves and i i think that's great um because that's fair enough but what they haven't done is actually got to know the other person because I, I remember i was in a conversation um the other day and it was meant to be a two hour conversation but the other individual uh, spoke for 15 20 minutes straight without um asking anything kind of having my say in um and it's interesting because in terms of building those long term relationships as well i think it really goes down to the core of constantly being self aware of what you're saying is that actually adding value to that other person uh, and equally if you really want to build a long-term relationship if you if it's only you talking in a conversation are you actually learning anything right um so i guess we when we are dealing with people um it's always being aware of what the other person's feeling when you're talking to them um and links to this idea around uh, emotions and relationships and there's a bit in the book that talks about how human beings aren't built with logic we don't understand logic we're actually creatures of emotions and we're motivated by pride and vanity and if you want to be liked you can't let that pride get hurt um and it's very interesting to think about it in that way because like i mentioned in my i think episode 2 um there are there there are things that you can see in the physical world and there are things you can see in the non-physical world and things like pride and ego obviously it's not you can't see it you can't touch it it's not tangible in the real world however you know it's present right and it actually governs our behavior on an everyday basis um so how can you actually recognize the individual by understanding their emotions as opposed to uh kind of leading with logic because it, that's not what we resonate with and i think a lot of companies or brands are starting to to recognize that now again like you know I know it's a heavy topic at the moment but with everything that's been going around um the the Black Lives Matter movement in America as well um a lot of the brands have kind of understood that need that for example Nike even though they sell products uh, they have led with their brand values and they've said they've used their slogan just do it and they've turned it around to just uh, for for once don't do it and they've really played around this topic how can we showcase uh, the the that we care about this movement by showing that we are working on initiatives that is impacting us on a society level right so i think that's a really interesting way of how brands and companies nowadays have really started to play on emotions and and to kind of understand what's really going to tick people and consumers and rather than numbers and data and spreadsheets and trying to force the product down our throat what these brands and companies have realized is that people are led by emotion so why don't we use that to our advantage right um so yeah the key takeaway from everything that we've what I've just said is that human beings are led with emotion so why don't we use that to our own benefit right and 
There's a really interesting uh, story here at the end of it as well, and it talks about how parents are very quick to judge and condemn their children and their kids. And there's a story of a father who writes a poem to his son where he comes to the realization that he's been condemning and criticizing him too much. And it's not fair because the father has obviously got a lot of years on him, right? Um, and it makes sense for him to now living through life to say you know this is the right thing to do but the, the the child hasn't lived through that to understand what what's right or wrong to do and it says that I think the whole poem's called uh, father forgets and he ends by saying that parents and individuals are very quick to f uh, they're, they're in a habit of finding fault and he comes to a realization where he says that I have asked too much and I expected too much of your youth and I think this story is so inspiring and there's a lot we can take away from here because this can be applied in any scenario. Every time we condemn or criticise someone, it's actually recognising that I have asked too much and I expected too much from you. And one thing I've kind of learnt over the years is that, you know, if you don't expect, you don't get disappointed. And this doesn't mean that you float through life with no purpose and you're not, you know, you're not asking for anything and as a result you, you don't get impacted of course there are going to be days where someone really tests you and your first instinct is to lash out at them or instantly criticize them but that isn't going to get you far at all um and that is how you push them even further away as opposed to winning them as individuals so the one of the key kind of takeaway from um this whole chapter is instead of condemning people let's try and understand them right let's try and figure out why they do what they do and there's a lot more um win by actually there's a lot more win rather than criticizing because it breeds sympathy it breeds it it breeds tolerance and also kindness and there's a quote that says to know all is to forgive all and um i also want to quickly end with another story of a guy who was a pilot and he got his plane uh serviced by a mechanic and when he actually started to fly it it turns out the mechanic didn't do the right job and in that moment the the pilot could have lashed out at him and said this is your job like this is your job to do how come you can't even do that right what he actually did was he went back to him and actually said to show you that i'm sure that you'll never do this again i want you to service my f51 tomorrow um and this is so powerful because he overcome that initial reaction to criticize and judge him and he actually gave him another chance and i think an underlying message here is to forgive forgive in everything that we do right uh, whether we are um forgiving ourselves whether we are forgiving our loved ones the only way that you can heal with yourself and you can lead with kindness is through this idea around uh forgiveness and the the book and the principle of this whole chapter says um don't criticize, condemn or complain because that's not how you win friends and that's not how you influence people. And I think that to summarize, you know, from what I said in the beginning as well um, around how human beings true desire is to have that 
uh, feeling of importance and feeling of need. And when you criticize someone, that directly hurts their pride and their vanity and their emotion. And as a result, that's how you get defensive and that's how you push people away, right? So I think one of the key to kind of takeaways from this whole uh, episode is the next time someone really tests you, the next time someone really wants to get your reaction is to resist that feeling of criticism and condemning and complaining because that's not going to help the situation at all. Just to add as well, um, if we look at our situation at the moment with lockdown happening and everything that's been happening in the US, like, yes, it's so easy to complain. And I completely understand that now if you don't complain now when do you actually do it right um because at the moment everything i've said has been very from like a leaning to a person for their personal actions but what's going on in the world at the moment it's beyond just an individual it's a collective situation that we're in and we are annoyed right we want to complain we want to criticize people the government the politicians for doing uh, behaving a certain way and i get that it, it is easier to kind of voice your opinion and, and show your frustration um but at the same time is what you're saying actually gonna kind of add value to the situation or is it actually gonna enhance the negativity right so i think i'm not saying you know don't speak up at all or don't share don't share how you feel because we need to get our voices heard and we need to speak up but at the same time just being a bit more wary around the next time you write something or say something, the, whether you complain or criticise, is it helping the situation or hindering hindering the situation? So just want to add that um, end thought. It's going to take a, some time. It's not going to be overnight, but it's a challenge, right? It's a challenge. And uh, I, I challenge you to, um, you listening to not criticise, condemn or complain. And this could happen for maybe an hour a, a, a day or a week just but maybe go a day without complaining and see how that really changes you as an individual and also how your kind of mindset goes so yeah hopefully that uh, gives like a high level overview of the the kind of the first chapter of the book and I appreciate that it's kind of like a it's kind of like a deep kind of topic and I think this is also um linked to a lot of recent situation that's happening right now right like we are all in lockdown we are um there's a lot going on in the world at the moment so i think my kind of final message to everyone listening is let's lead with kindness let's lead with not criticizing people um and that's how we kind of create and 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 build the world to be a better place so hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode let me know how you guys find it and and i look forward to catching you all next week for another episode of ordinary tales and extraordinary dreams with a guest and yeah thank you so much for listening and catch you all soon bye Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast hope you guys found it as enjoyable as i did recording it and if you want to share some feedback or show some support feel free to follow me on at self sundays with a double s on instagram and i look forward to catching you same time next week thank you bye